Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Big day today. Is it? Why? It's my first day of work. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be commuting to my new job listening to the podcast. Yeah, you should listen. I will. It's a good podcast. I've heard. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I sleep through them, so I don't really know what we do when we're talking. No? No. All right. Um, Let's start out. Star Wars Day at Sea on Disney Cruise Line has started its itineraries on the fantasy, and those generally take place January, February, March. So they've started them now for 2020. They do. Um, They are a seven-night cruise, as Cheryl mentioned. They have varying itineraries. They do a Western Caribbean itinerary. They do an Eastern Caribbean itinerary. And, well, they do multiple Eastern Caribbean itineraries. Some include Tortola. Some include San Juan. So they change that up on the Eastern Uh, But it is a seven-night sailing, and one of those days is a Star Wars day at sea where you get to meet uh, a bunch of Star Wars characters. They have a special uh, show in the evening. There's stormtroopers roaming the ship. You're going to run into Jedi. You're going to run into Sith Lords. Uh, It's a pretty fun time. We did one, uh, what, two years ago? Three years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. I think two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not uh, typically a huge Star Wars fan, but even for me, it was a lot of fun. Um, if you get into it and dress up a little bit, it's even more fun. We had a good time. We did. Yeah, we got did. to take, take some pictures with some um, some different characters they had brought in. I think what Darth Vader and Vader was there. Boba Kylo Fett Ren. was there. Kylo was there. I think Ray was there. Chewie Baca, was there. Yeah. Okay. Three uh, PO and R two were there. I'm sure BB eight. Uh, you know, will be there. That, but yeah, so you you sign up ahead of time to get photos with some of those characters and you know you go in and wait in the line and and get your special photos. Yep. And but I think the neatest part was just like the stormtroopers sort of walking around. I mean, when we did it it was before Galaxy's Edge had opened. So right. now there's a little bit more of that experience and I guess there had been two in Hollywood Studios, but it was kind of neat. And who are the the like traders who would trade oh, things? Oh, the job was. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. They were walking around the ship and they would like, you know, you give them a chapstick and they would give you uh, a an earring or, 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 or yeah. a tissue that they got from somebody <laughs> else. It, it, was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. And uh, so those itineraries occur, uh, as Cheryl said, through January and the beginning of March out of Port Canaveral. Uh, they are doing them again. Well, they should be doing them again next year. They usually don't announce them, but it's a, it's a way to draw people to the cruise lines in the winter. And it's always a nice way to get away, at least for us, from the dreariness of uh, New England. So if you're interested in the Star Wars Day at Sea itinerary, you can always reach out to me. Um, And they also do, out of Miami, the uh, Marvel Day at Sea itinerary on some of their uh, sailings. That would be fun. We need to give that uh, a go. That's a a good time as well. Nice. Uh, This time of year, they celebrate the Lunar New Year, which is also... um, It can be uh, Chinese. It's the same as Chinese New Year. So I guess in Asia, they celebrate a a lunar new year. It's anybody who uses a calendar that's based on the moon cycles um, celebrates lunar new year. In California Adventure, they are specifically celebrating the traditions of China, Korea, and Vietnam. Okay. So the actual lunar new year is January 25th. But in Disney's California Adventure, they are celebrating from January 17th to February 9th. And what is so significant about the year 2020? It's the year of the mouse. Exactly. Does that mean anything? Oh, it's the year of the mouse in the Chinese mythology, or, okay. or I don't know, not mythology. Um, every, you know, it's the year of the snake. Yeah, they've year got of the, the 12. Yeah. It's right, there's 12. Kind of like their zodiac 
Right. Signs, I guess. Yep. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. We'll have to look it up. We're terrible like this. So what are they doing in honor of the Lunar New Year? There has to be a parade. Oh, they have all sorts of events going on inside California Adventure. They have Mulan's Lunar New Year present procession, um, which is dance, music, and martial arts. Uh, they are having the Hurry Home Lunar New Year celebration, which is a nighttime water show uh, prior to the World of Color. So if you go over to see the World of Color, you're going to get an extra show in front of it. Um, they're going to have Disney character encounters. Um, so Mickey and Minnie are going to be wearing a Lunar New Year attire. And you will also see Mulan, Pluto, and the Three Little Pigs. So right. a nice opportunity to see the Three Little Pigs. Uh, they will have uh, Asian cuisine throughout the park uh, with special dishes. There will be live performances by authentic Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese dancers and musicians. They will have crafts. And they will have a lucky wishing wall set up in Paradise Gardens underneath uh, ornamental lanterns. And last but not least, they'll have commemorative merchandise. Oh, I thought you were going to say a dance party. No, no, no <laughs> dance party, but they will have commemorative uh, commemorative merchandise. Okay. And I looked it up, and it is called um, the Chinese Zodiac. Okay, good. So we were close. Yeah, we were. So the big news, or at least the news that's been getting everybody all uh, hyped up and hot under the collar, is the news about the buses running at the Skyliner Resorts. So the Skyliner Resorts are Pop Century, Art of Animation, um, the Riviera Resort, and Caribbean Beach. And since those resorts have the service of the, the Skyliner to both Disney's Hollywood Studios and Epcot, they have started running their buses only hourly to those resorts. Right. From those resorts to those two parks. Right. So they specifically request that the guests utilize the Skyliner as their main form of transportation to those parks. I get it. Uh, you know, yeah. They spent a lot of money on these systems. However, you know, they need to take into account that a lot of people are uncomfortable going on them. A lot of people don't like heights. Uh, I, I don't know that you can, you know, it, it's like having a walkway. It's like saying from the boardwalk, you have to walk to Hollywood Studios. You know? The the main selling point of these uh, four resorts right now is the Skyliner. Right. If you're afraid of heights and you're not going to ride the Skyliner, uh, book at a different hotel. So you're saying you wouldn't stay at the Caribbean Beach because you don't want to pay the uh, – additional charge to to use the Skyliner because they are charging a little more. The prices have gone up. Pop Century went from being, you know, $150 to $200. It went up about $50 um, a night, you know, depending upon where you're at. But yeah, it went up about $50 a night just based on the fact that they have the Skyliner. Uh, So stay somewhere else. I I don't, or, you know, if, if your whole family wants to stay there and it's just, you know, you that doesn't like the Skyliner, these are going to run on the hour. You just need to plan ahead for that when you go to those couple of parks, or you're going to have to spring for an Uber. It's going to be very interesting. I, I'd love to be down there right now because Disney kind of sprung this on everybody. They just started that it I today. don't like. Yes. I mean, they should have given warning and said, right. next month we're going to start this. So then at least people could plan. So let's say you're going to the park for nine o'clock. So you show up, you know, the bus is coming at eight o'clock. You show up, there's 200 people in line. Is it one bus or does Disney have four buses leaving at that one hour. Disney's pretty good at accommodating things. I think that if the lines for, if they're announcing that they're going to run one bus an hour and the lines for this bus are very long, they're going to either run buses more often or they're going to run more buses at that time. 
I think that they're probably doing this based on the fact that they have seen a huge decrease in the amount of people who are riding the bus to those two parks. Right. So instead of trying to, you know, keep up with it, they're trying to schedule things like here's the time that's going to come so that people can plan, can plan on that and they can have the correct number of buses for the people that are actually there. I could see if it was on like a 15 minute schedule going to a, a half hour schedule or, but one hour it's, seems to be a little bit. It's on a big the, jump. Like opposite, I said, they, sh- the, they should have given people more warning. So yes, maybe right. you go to, uh, we're only, if they're normally run every 15 minutes, yes, we're going to every half hour. Um, and you know, in the future moving to once an hour, but it was a little abrupt. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, if people are still using them, they're not going to let there be huge lines they're going to accommodate the guests. Right. Um, so we'll see. And what it wouldn't be the first time that Disney has laid down the law and, and then said, oh, no, no, no never it. mind. Right. Yeah. They want people to be happy. So uh, people are probably not happy if they had planned to go to a water park over the next day or two because it's chilly in Orlando. That's right. The forecast for January, well, today's, uh, well, Sunday, we're recording this Sunday night, um, January 5th. They were closed. Typhoon Lagoon was closed today because it was only 62 degrees in Orlando. And then the weather for Monday, the 6th, is predicted to be 67. That's so right. With an overnight with an overnight, uh, overnight low of 46. So Burr. that's, yeah, I feel for them. With, I our, with our teens out here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Typhoon Lagoon going to be closed tomorrow. It, it's too late. It was already closed today. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, closed tomorrow. Blizzard Beach is currently closed for refurbishment. Uh, and as of right now, Typhoon Lagoon is scheduled to reopen Tuesday morning uh, at 10 a.m. It better warm up before we get there because I don't like the chilly weather. No. It needs to hurry up. We're on. We're there in, what, a week and a half? Yes, a week and a half. I will put in your request for 80-degree days. Perfect, perfect. That's just what I need. Um, so if you've been um, to one of the restaurants owned by Landry's, uh, there's a few of them in Disney World, which is why we're talking about this. The T-Rex restaurant. Rainforest Cafe and the Yak and Yeti are all owned by Landry's. There's also 50-some-odd other restaurants that Landry's owns across the country. Those are not in Disney World. But if you used a credit card um, in a, in a special t- – tell me exactly what you had to – not at a point of sale. It was not a point of sale register, but it was f- food entries that were made for kitchen or bar food through their non-point-of-sale machines. So I'm thinking they must have people walking around. You know, maybe if you're if you're in the bar, they might have, like, you grab a waitress. They sometimes have those handheld things. Or even, like, when we go to Chili's, Chili's has, like, a little station that's not a register. But right, they, they have the Ziosk. Right, but the, the, even there's one to the side where the wait staff can go and put in orders, but it's not a point-of-sale. It's not a register, per se. Oh, and maybe they can run the credit card there. Right, so... From mid-March through mid-October of last year, um, Landry's was affected. There was some malware in the system. Uh, so if you went to any of the Landry's restaurants, um, you know, Cheryl gave you a couple of them. Uh, they also own Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Um, and, you know, they have like 60 chains nationwide. Go to Landry's.com, uh, check out their restaurants, and then there is information there on how to contact them to see if your uh, card was affected. All right. Thank you. Um, The Mickey meet and greet at the Disney and Pixar short film festival in the Imagination Pavilion is now open. So that's exciting. You can go and take your photo with Mickey Mouse. Uh, They have quite a nice setup there. The um, waiting area or line area has like the film strip um, with some of the um, 
a Mickey movie. Mickey Thrill stills. history. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then his area is the curtains, the like dark curtains, very mm-hmm. uh, theatrical looking right. to go take your photo in front of. So that's all set. And then there's another character over there uh, nearby. Who else is there? That's right. Joy is also in the Imagination Pavilion. She's in the Image Work section. Um, and she is has a new queue um, and picture area near uh, – it's Imagination Land, uh, which is her big thing. Um, so that queue is there. Um, you know, I, they closed the character spot, and they had to because they were, you know, taking down the building – but it's tough now because all these characters that you used to be able to do bing, bang, boom, you know, are all set up at various spots throughout the park. So it's not as easy to get your your pictures anymore. Yeah. But well, that's good because they're knocking a lot of stuff down and it just gives you time to, you know, get from character to character. Yeah, got nothing else to do. Right. Um, speaking of things moving around and getting knocked down, Mouse Gear has moved into its temporary location while they do some work on the original location. Uh, where is the temporary location? Uh, right across the way in the old Interventions West. Sure, we'll go with that. Or East. Who it, knows? It, it's, it's it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> it's a sort of nondescript building. It's right it's, across the way. Yeah. It's nondescript on the inside also. Um, they've got all the merchandise set up. So everything is there. It just doesn't have that, you know, pop or that feel of... Um, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't give you that warm, fuzzy feeling. It doesn't feel like Imagineers <laughs> created it. It's no. just like there's a bunch of temporary registers, a bunch of display racks, and it looks like, okay. It looks like they just... wheeled the stuff into a Kohl's. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's Not there. Not to disparage Kohl's. <laughs> it's there and you can get your stuff. Um, but the exciting thing for me about this is that the first step in the renovations over at the old Mouse Gear is that they are bringing back something that they just recently closed – What's that? That's right. Club Cool is coming back. Yay. Yay. Um, Club Cool, for those of you who don't know, is uh, run by Coca-Cola. And it was a a little store that sold Coca-Cola products as well as uh, had sample stations where you could uh, test taste, uh, taste test, uh, various cola beverages from across the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully Beverly comes back. (laughs) That's not a person. That's a flavor of soda from Italy. Yep. Uh, so you hope – I don't know what you know what the new one's going to look like or what they're going to offer. Uh, I assume that it's still going to be free soda, uh, but, you know, that remains to be seen. And that is – it's not actually in what used to be um, Mouse Gear. It's just outside of it where they had a FastPass kiosk. So we're not sure exactly how well, they're going to do that. We don't know if they're going to enclose that FastPass kiosk in right. as part of the Mouse Gear's renovation, but that – Old fast pass kiosk as you were walking underneath that. It wasn't really a tunnel, but there was a, you know, a roof overhead. It was a walkway, a covered walkway. walkway. Um, Mission Space was ahead of you. Mouse gears to the right, electric umbrella to the left. And there was a fast pass kiosk there from, you know, years ago when you used to have to do your fast passes. Uh, so uh, that's where it's going. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy it's coming back. I'm just back. happy it's coming back. So very exciting. Now, if they could bring back the uh, Beaver Tails booth <laughs> in front of Canada. <laughs> then we'd be happy. Right. Then I'd be happy. Okay. Well, I would be happy too. Okay. Um, also at Epcot, they're working on building a new security structure, and that's going to be located between the two tram loops. That's so. Right. I don't know. That's coming along. There's not too much to say yeah, it's about a, it. A bunch of dirt, right? A bunch now. of muddy holes, right? Yeah. But uh, but it is uh, going to be done. And security at Epcot does need to be 
modified. Well, it's tough because you go through a security check when you ride the monorail and then you get off and you had to come back in and uh, it was, it's messy. Yeah. It's going to be messy for a while until things get totally straightened out, but they are working on it and that is coming. Um, Let's talk about the box office. How is Star Wars Rise of Skywalker doing? Is it still uh, doing all right? Third third weekend in a row. It's number one. Number one. They made uh, 37 million domestically, 51 million internationally. That means that uh, they are now at a worldwide box office total of $919 million, so well on the way to a billion. Um, But coming in fifth place this weekend was Frozen 2. Frozen 2 is now at $450 million domestic, $875 million internationally, bringing its worldwide box office total to $1.325 billion. Whoa. What is the significance of that, you might ask? What is the significance of that, I would I, like to ask? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, that makes Frozen 2 the highest grossing animated film of all time, uh, which knocks the original Frozen down to second place at $1.28 billion and Incredibles 2 at $1.24 billion. All right. Doing well, Frozen. Um, If you are a Florida resident with a tot, this news is for you. There is a preschool card that is available to Florida residents with children under the age of six. Um, You can get free access for the child to SeaWorld and Aquatica. Yes. You just have to register for the card, which is free. Uh, The registration must be completed by February 3rd, and you must use the card by March 31st. So, I guess once you use it, it's free for the rest of the year because you can use it from uh, Elmo's birthday celebration to the spooktacular. Um, and if you, I guess they have a Seven Seas Food Festival. So, you know, if you want to bring your kid along and you're going to that, you don't have to pay for the child to get in to right. check out the food festival. Nice. Um, so if you need uh, additional details or to apply for the cool school, the preschool card, you can go to SeaWorld.com. Very nice. That's a nice little perk they're offering. And then... Speaking of perks... Yeah, speaking of perks, that actually this perk is no longer. Um, Norwegian Cruise Line is taking away something that is sort of near and dear to cruisers. Um, so I don't know how it's going to go over. They are doing this in the. Um, they are doing it to save the environment. Um, they are taking away towel animals. That's right. They will no longer be making towel uh, animals automatically. Mm-hmm. You can request to have towel animals. That sounds made. so lame, though. It does. Can you have to like ask your steward, your room steward? Could you please make me a towel? Right, animal? Like your, your steward's probably like, you know what? This saves me an hour and a half a day now <laughs> that I don't have to make these towel animals. For and people. the laundry people are just happy because they have to do so much less laundry. Right. So really, they're doing this, like Cheryl said, they want to save, uh, you know, on the energy and water and consumables that are used to do laundry, so they are not doing it. Um, However, uh, uh, you know, other cruise lines have started doing things like this. Um, I think it's Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean gives towel animals to guests on the second day of their cruise and then every other day. So they don't, you know, do it every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Disney does it every day. Um, Disney also made uh, waves a couple of years ago when they stopped printing out their daily itineraries and driving people towards their phone app. Right. Um, so, you know, the, the cruise lines do what they can uh, in order to save resources. Yeah. Now, while we're talking cruise lines uh, and, and saving money, sometimes they have to save money because they have to shell money out. Uh, the Disney Cruise Line had to pay a former crew member $4 million for an injury uh, received uh, while she was working. Uh, in 2013, uh, a dining room server was in Nassau and was hit by a car and she broke three ribs. The Dream, uh, the Dream's medical team did not diagnose her fractures and determined that she was fit for work. 
She continued to work for like 10 days. And then when she got back to Florida, they discovered that she had three broken ribs. Uh, Disney sent her home to Portugal. uh, And then she continued to have rib pain and damages. Um, Her attorney claimed that DCL was negligent and failed to provide adequate medical care. And after just five hours of deliberation, jurors determined that the Disney Cruise Line had to pay her $2 million for lost earnings, a million dollars for pain and suffering, and a million dollars for punishment. <laughs> I like the last one. Just throw an extra million on there because you were bad. And the jury found that 70% of the negligence uh, with the injury fell to the company and 30% to the employee herself. So it could have been a bigger award. Mm, okay. Um, this is the first trial injury uh, against Disney Cruise Line for personal injury of a cruise member, of a crew member. Mm, well, it's not going to be the last now that they won. Mm, no. All right. Over at Universal, they are having um, an event called Rock the Universe. It's taking place on January 24th and 25th, and it is a Christian music festival. That's at uh, Universal Studios on the Plaza uh, Music Plaza stage. Uh, do you have any details about costs or anything? I do. The cost for a one-day ticket is $71.99, and it allows admission after 4 p.m. A two-night ticket is $111.99, and three-day tickets, which include theme park admission during the day, start at $127.99. Of course, there are add-on options for Universal's front-of-the-line access. Um, The acts that are going to be there during this are Toby Mac, uh, Chris Tomlin, the New Boys, um, and uh, let's see, Switchfoot, 10th Avenue North, Torin Wells, Tadashi, and the Afters. Um, And then on Saturday, you can see... uh, Tomlin, Toby Mac, Bethel Music, We Are Messengers, Unspoken, and I Am They, which I just like the name of that. All right. I've never heard any of their music, (laughs) Um, but their uh, concerts, uh, the event, uh, you know, the concerts are on the Music Plaza stage. The events also include autograph sessions as well as performances by up-and-coming acts. There will be a worship service on Sunday the 25th, and don't worry if you're there for the music festival uh, Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket and Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts will remain open during the festival. Because even Jesus loves a good roller coaster ride. That's right. And uh, to close things out, we mentioned the other day about the Regal Eagle Smokehouse coming to Epcot. Uh, and that Sam Eagle was going to be the new, um, not necessarily mascot, but it was, you know, it was in honor of him. Uh, so they put out some new logos, which are pretty cool because Sam the Eagle's head uh, is on the logo and then he's a part of the menu and they've got a poster and the whole intention is that it is the centennial, uh, cook-off. Uh, I still love a salute to all cook-offs, but mostly barbecue. Uh, and this is a competition fit for Patriots and pitmasters. Um, so expect to see Sam the Eagle on a bunch of merchandise because it's always good when Muppets, uh, you know, when Muppets are involved. All right. Sounds fun. All right. So that's all the news for today. As always, follow us on our Facebook page. We'll post some videos and pictures uh, for some of the stories that are here. And until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.